Hey, everyone, and welcome to the South Point Podcast. Thank you for taking the time today to listen. I hope you will enjoy these life-giving stories. For more information, check out our website at www.southpoint.tv. Now, enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the South Point Podcast. I am your host, Carlos Taylor, and I am excited to bring you another great episode. This past week, Pastor Craig started a new series called Reboot, A Whole New Way of Thinking. This series addresses the importance of taking time to put God into our operating system now in a time where we are centered around the digital church. If you have missed, if you haven't missed it or any of our past messages, check them out on our website, www.sidepoint.tv or on our YouTube channel or on this same podcast stream. Follow us on all social media, Southpoint TV on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok. That's TikTok. right. TikTok. That's right. We're TikToking. Are you TikToking, Carson? We are TikToking. All right. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel and turn on those notifications. With me today, back by popular demand, Pastor Craig Wendell. How are you today, buddy? I'm good. How are you, Mom and them? My Mom and them are all right. My Mom and they're all right. Cool. I'm, I'm glad they're all right. I'm glad they're all right. <laughs> also, back with us today, Pastor Carson Kruger. What's up? Carson. What's up, guys? How we doing? How's, how's it going over there? Things are just grand. Yeah. Grand. Ne- everything. Being in quarantine, let me ask you a quick question here, partner. Um, are you getting a lot of stuff done around the house? Uh, a lot of stuff is getting done. I have done <laughs> more work to my yard in two and a half years than I've ever done. I think I picked up three years of gumballs <laughs> three out of my years. backyard. I don't ever do the leaves of the, or the gumballs. I just leave it because it just turns into fertilizer. So it's like, yeah. oh, I just won't get to that. Yeah. Okay, so Carson cracked me up yesterday. We were, I think it was yesterday. We were filming, was that when we were filming here for Sunday? Yes. Okay, so we're filming, we're doing this stuff in the church and everything. <laughs> we, he was talking about, just a random comment about the lighting as you walk into the auditorium, you know, sidebar. And uh, I said, well, it's okay that it's darker because normally when you walk into the auditorium here, we we have church with a dark auditorium. And he said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't remember that since I've only been to one <laughs> church service <laughs> because he got hired in, at the very beginning of COVID-19 and he oh, has a, <laughs> one church service. Talk about timing. Patient zero, I don't like you. <laughs> Talk about timing. That just crapped me if I've been over laughing Oh, at that. man. That is that's crazy. How is how y'all been busy? You're, are you busier now? Do you feel like you're busier now than you were before? Yes, I feel like I'm twice as busy. But when I break down my day, and I, I really think it's just because of a lack of solid routine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm trying to keep my routine. I like I get up same time every morning, seven o'clock. Um, shower, you know, do my Bible reading, my quiet time. So I'm still doing those things. Um, but then you know. Then all your meetings are on Zoom, and your sermon prep, my sermon prep, is different because we're recording on Tuesday instead of Sunday. Uh, It's just all over the map. You don't have that deadline anymore for Sunday, right? No, I don't. (laughs) And um, like uh, one of our guests today, Pastor Ken Hubbard, I'm going to, he talks about how just writing your sermons are a little bit different now, and it's true. It's just the way my mind is operating is just not the same. Yep. So yep. I don't know if I'm actually busier, but man, I feel busier yeah, and more definitely. stressed yeah, than definitely. I ever was before. Yep. Well, as you already mentioned, uh, we have uh, a very special guest with us today. Today we have um, Pastor Ken Hubbard. One of my and boys. Man, this is going to be so good. Radius Church in Mount Vernon, Washington is going to be calling in. So stay tuned and, and take a listen uh, to this conversation. Beep, 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 beep. 
Today we have a very special episode and a very special guest, Pastor Ken Hubbard of Radius Church in Mount Vernon, Washington, is calling in with us today. Good morning, Ken. How you doing today? I'm good. How you guys doing today? Man, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Are you fabulous, amazing, over the top, cool? <laughs> well, I don't know about all that, but I'm I'm doing great. I'm glad. And you guys, all your family is healthy and and safe with this COVID nineteen. We are. We're all safe. Um, uh, my daughter lives right next door, so she's safe. And me and my wife are here together in the house. And and uh, my son and daughter-in-law and baby live Aww. a few miles from us. So everybody's kind of shut in, hunkered down, and just kind of going day by day. Okay, now let me ask you a very serious theological question. I've heard rumors that having a grandbaby is the best thing ever. Um, is it, this theologically and eschatologically theologically. true? <laughs> um, it's pretty it's it's pretty cool. I'd, I'd have to confirm that. You you can you can confirm, not deny that that is a fact. Yes. All right, we're gonna hold you to that, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she's just now getting where she's crawling and stuff. So with us in shutdown, we don't get to see her as often. So um, we're missing some, but you know we're facebooking and facetiming rather and all that kind of stuff all the time. Are you as tired of all this FaceTime, Zoom stuff as I Ugh. am? Yeah. Well, here's what I'm finding that I'm, I'm, that I'm challenged with. Uh, yes, I am tired of it. Uh, the longer we go, the more people are losing their minds and putting mm-hmm. it out there on social media. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> Boy, that's a fact. Yeah. And, and I guess social media is just bombarded with every voice imaginable. Yep. So trying to find ways to make our voice stand out is kind of the challenge right now. Yeah, it's a lot of white noise, isn't it? It is, a lot. And it's like, I was thinking about that this morning in my in my little quiet time, is people have, they, they have access to the world, and they don't use it very wisely. And there's, um, I have this saying that it, knowledge is ubiquitous, but... The wisdom to apply it is What was rare. that word? Uh, ubiquitous. What does that mean? Ubiquitous. <laughs> Knowledge yeah, is ubiquitous. Yeah, I might not be able to keep on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> ubiquitous just means that it's everywhere. Like, knowledge okay. is everywhere. It's you're, easily accessible. You're like Jason Burton so, right now come up with these big words. Cell phones are ubiquitous. Okay. Okay? Um, pay phones used to be ubiquitous, but now cell phones. It just means it's everywhere. Yeah. So, knowledge... So, is everywhere, but the wisdom to apply it properly is so rare, isn't it? I was Golly. gonna have to Google that word, yeah. which Google's everywhere. Right? Which wow. that would be, yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. yeah. There's a there's a plethora of voices. Oh out there yes, right now. Come my on, goodness, yes. plethora. <laughs> I was reading the other day a cornucopia of ideas on <laughs> what was that on Three Amigos? Hefe, what is a plethora? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, Ken, according to Facebook, according to social media, your birthday is is this coming weekend? Is that true? Wow, man! I did I some studying. I, I do. Secret. I did. I try to do some research. It is. Well, yes, on, on behalf weekend. of South Point family here, happy early birthday! Happy birthday! And I know this won't be a normal birthday. You won't be able to go out to your favorite spot to eat and gather with your closest friends. What do you have planned? Um. I, I don't really have a lot of plans. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of 
watching the mail real close to see when Pastor Craig's gift comes. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. It's in the mail. I have a really uh, good yeah. book I'm going to send you. It's by my good friend Ken Hubbard. You should oh. read it. Uh, oh, that'll be a good one. Uh, no, no plans, really. My daughter, uh, she had her birthday during this shutdown on April 2nd. And oh. so, you know, everything looked different. We're big go out, enjoy the day together as a family on each birthday. But, um, you know, uh, our son and daughter-in-law and baby, grandbaby will come by um, and we'll just, we'll hang out a little bit, you know, that's about it. But it's all good. No big plans. You know what we should do? You just need to come here when it's when we when we're released from quarantine here. And you and I can go and we'll even grab Kelly and we'll go to the restaurant. You know <laughs> the what? restaurant. I, yeah. Texas Day Brazil. Oh man. I took, oh, I took these guys yes. there last yeah. time Ken well, one of the times Ken came to speak and we went out to eat afterwards and we went to Texas Day Brazil. And we, us boys, we put it away, didn't we? We uh, we did pretty good. We did. We didn't. Was that was it like la- was it last year? Maybe. Oh well, that restaurant I think was two years ago. Maybe. Okay. Um, but yeah, maybe so. Because Pastor Ken has been about a year since we we've been able to see you here live in South Haven, and it was our first ever men's conference. And you and Jake oh, yeah. Sellers came in and just tore the house down. Man, it was such a good weekend, and you know because of the shutdown, now we had to postpone our men's conference this year. So, so far you guys are the only ones that we've had. And so we're still living off of that one. And it was so good. I'm just going to continue saying it. Well, that's the plan. If you guys keep postponing them, we'll be the best you've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that one year? Remember remember the only year? (laughs) year. (laughs) Maybe I'll get to hold the title the longest because of the skip year. Because of the virus, the Corona because of the virus. Uh, well, you are a pastor there at Radius Church in uh, Mount Vernon, and uh, I saw this on your website, and I loved what it said. It said, we see a church that effectively reaches and impacts 1% of the people in a 20-mile radius in our community. That This is our circle of influence, or as we term it, our radius. Um, what is Radius doing right now to stay connected in your community, and especially in this now digital era of the church? Um, you know, how is, how is Radius just... Be, how are they able? How are you guys able to just help out your your area, your community, your church? Um, how's how are things going up there? Yeah, that's that's a great question. It, it's for us, it's a little bit of a complex question that we have to kind of reevaluate. I wouldn't say on a daily basis anymore, but definitely every week we're evaluating uh, where we're at. So a couple of things come to mind. Number one is as weird as this sounds um we're staying home um now i know there's a lot of controversy around that but what we have chose to do is to as far as we understand to be partners in the solution so our local government has asked us not to meet and so that's what we chose to do and and that's hard for us americans i live in a very blue collar community And so, you know, it's a lot of doers, a lot of workers. Our church is filled with, you know, workers. They want to do something. And when you say the best thing we can do is nothing or to sit home, Mm. um, you would have thought we ask, you know, to rebuild the Empire State Building or something. 
And, and so, but we choose to love by being in cooperation, not in rebellion with our local government. And then we check with the local government and email, what can we do? I think the best thing we're prepared for is when, when the shutdown begins to lift, we want to be in a position at that point to do food drives, grocery drives, you know, just different things like that. And to find out from our, what we call our health director, our local government, what will, because I don't think we're seeing all the needs yet until we get back together mm-hmm. um, and, and just be in a position to help uh, during those times. We, we are preparing for a big uh, food drive where we can give groceries away, but we don't have dates for that yet. We're just kind of on hold waiting. Yeah. What, what's, uh, have you seen any struggle with the people in your congregation and the government and that whole, cause one of the things like I'll even, I'll even go first, Ken, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a head start. Um, okay. one of the things that I'm, I'm still struggling with working through is some, there's this ongoing conversation of people saying that the government is infringing upon our Christian liberties and our Christian mm, rights. Yeah. Um, yet we're balancing that with first Peter where it says, you know, obey the, the government and the Kings and the princes and be model citizens. Um, and then in my own, in my own little infantile brain, my quasi brain, um, I think to myself, where are we really, the only place we have Christian liberties is in our American mindset. That's not a kingdom of God mindset. You know, I mean, you look at Christianity throughout the centuries and there were no rights, you know? So I think a time like this really brings out the idea, at least for me, it's helping solidify which, which are you first? Are you an American citizen first or are you a kingdom of God citizen first? And those two can run concurrent, but one still has to always trump the other. Yeah. Um, Man, I think we're all wrestling with that a little bit. Um, I, I guess for for us right now, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to answer your question or not. I, I know you said some things, but... <laughs> I, you <laughs> said some things, but I wasn't paying attention at all. No, I wasn't so... paying attention. I just want to re-ask the question. All right. I was wondering if you... When when you're in a time like this, are you scared of the government? You got your go bag ready with your oh, okay. AR-15. That, that's what I, or, that's where I thought you were going, but I just didn't want to go off on a tangent. And that or are you are you going to be a Christian and hold on to your rosary beads? What are you going to do? Uh, well, I just I'm I'm with you on the same thing. We're wrestling with that. Like I, I think there comes a time. I don't think we're there yet. Where yeah, our rights have been infringed upon. Um, but I don't think we're there yet. I really don't. I mean, to me, there's there's really no liberties that have been taken away from me. They didn't take the right to assemble. They've asked us, for the sake mm-hmm. of health, to postpone assembly. Right. So it, it's not gone. It's 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 in a pit stop. But they haven't shut down Facebook. They haven't told us we can't say these things. They haven't told us we couldn't assemble on social media. And really, I still have all my freedoms. I get groceries delivered to my front door, you know. 
so I, I don't view it yet. Uh, I hope we never get to the place, but I don't view it as my rights are being taken. I still am in the place where I believe that I'm helping by staying home. And, and, and I guess I'm a little leaning toward that because of, I'm not sure if you guys have, I know you've had some people in the congregation that have had relatives die. Uh, but we've had a couple that have passed away and one of them was a direct result of having a life group meeting. Wow. Oh, and, and so, you know, so I'm kind of leaning toward, okay, let's, <laughs> let's stay home kind of thing. So, so for me, the, the short of it is I don't feel like my rights are being infringed upon, but yes, people in my congregation, there are a small percentage that I'm, I'm the longer we go, the more I'm seeing things on social media, you know, just all the conspiracy theories and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Somebody, somebody's, I read the other day that uh, somebody was talking about conspiracy theorists theories and they said, why is it that when you have a conspiracy theory, it's just somebody always wants to find somebody to blame? You know, that's really what it totally. comes down to. And something like this, there's nobody to blame. I mean, it's just, yep. and, and I think that's a struggle. Isn't it? We don't have anybody to blame for what's going on. You know, we can't blame the Democrats. We can't blame the Republicans. We can't blame, you know, it's just like, oh, let's right. come up with something crazy. Yeah, the virus is non-prejudice. It's it's nonpartisan. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. political. It's not religious. I mean, Methodists and Baptists and black and white and rich and poor and Democrats and Republicans are all fighting the same issue. Yep. Yep. For so. sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I definitely, I definitely agree with you on on the that that um, I don't feel like my liberties have been infringed upon. Um, I, I just feel like we're doing what's safe. And actually working with the government rather than always trying to be in contention with them. Well, you know, as well as I do, the church has been viewed as in contention too often. So when this is all done, and it will be done one day, I want to be the person in the community that was a that worked with so that we have favor in our community, not looked at as the person that wouldn't cooperate and people died because of it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah we've, we've seen some interesting stuff around here, especially some churches that have kind of shown out over here in the South that have gone and protested at Walmart and just crazy things like that because they just, they believe that, you know, the government's saying, well, why why can't, you know, people, all these people are going to Walmart. Why can't we go to church? But I believe, like you guys are saying, it, it's it, we got to be smart about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, we're starting to see some of that kind of stuff, too. And, you know, there, there are, there, and I would agree, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. Like, we're shut down except for uh, essential jobs. Well, nobody's ever defined what essential jobs are. Right. So we have coffee stands that are open. We have government construction that's open, but the mom and pop construction companies are closed. And so I understand the argument, but I don't know if this is my time, at least yet, (laughs) to throw my hat in the fight. But rather, regardless of if I understand it all, I'm still, the bottom line is I want to be life-giving and part of the solution. Right, yeah. Man, I do too. Um, 
I mean, you bring up an incredibly valid point. One of the, I think, one of the dilemmas would be the non-definition of essential and non-essential. Um, oh yeah, because there's some of those things here. Like we have a local hardware store that is family owned and operated, and it's closed. Okay, yeah. But Home Depot is open now. Mm-hmm. I'm right. not, I'm not slamming either one. I'm just saying, well, let's define. I understand that you say hardware stores are essential. Okay, I get it. I, I, truly. However, why are the, why is the mom and pop one have to be closed? And the Home Depot does not. So I think some of this, and you know, in the defense of our government, not that they really need a defense, but um, we've never done this before. Yeah, yeah. Right. And we're all learning as we go. And like you're saying, I would much rather be on the helping end than the throwing rocks end. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think while we're trying to figure it out, oftentimes our leadership being government because they're tasked with the responsibility, there's a lack of communication, at least in our state, or a lack of definition. Um, And whenever there's a lack of communication, you know how it is, we fill the narrative. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. True. So, yeah. Yeah, somebody, um, you know, they say 69% of people don't like change. And it's not that they don't like change, they just, people don't like uninformed change. Yeah, and that's yeah. a big difference. We see difference. that. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what yeah. that's what I feel like our communities are struggling with. Um, there's this ambiguous date when the shutdown will be over. There's ambiguity ambiguity over um, the definition of essential, and people are driving by going, "Well, how can a coffee shop be open, but you know something that's more important is open." you know, is closed. Just what you just said. Yeah. And talk about coming back right now, we're talking here in Mississippi about rolling back. Um, like the next phase would be 33%, 50% and a hundred percent back. Oh, so, well, we, we just released 27,000 workers back to Boeing. And, and, and again, that created controversy. Okay. If 27,000 people get to go back to work in a confined building, then why are all of our parks and national trails shut down? Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, see, ours are ours are open back up next week, I, I think, think so. is when the yeah, trails and everything open up here. Okay, um, yeah. So, well, and I, you bring up a great point that I believe in totally, um, Craig, is that um, um, I was just going to bring bring it up, and I drew a drew a blank so i'll come back to it it was so brilliant it completely <laughs> left your mind and it, it was we so you and i just brilliant. agreed at a different level we don't even have to use words yeah we're just at that level <laughs> the rest of us are going what are they talking about <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know i'm having another birthday if i don't interrupt and make my point i forget my point <laughs> uh hey ken uh, we were texting yesterday and uh you said you're preparing a message called the new normal, and I guess that's where we're headed, right? In this kind of new way of doing things? Yeah, well, the thought struck me when, of course, everybody's saying, oh, I just can't wait till we get back to normal. And in my Easter message, I presented the idea that all the disciples were hiding out in the room after Jesus had been crucified. And I imagine they were saying that, oh, I just wish we could get back to watching Jesus heal the sick and and hanging out with them at the campfire. But just wish we could get back to normal. Well, the reality and the, ben- the, 
the good thing is we never did get back to normal because after after the crucifixion things were better than normal and so there's this interesting scripture in john 21 where in the middle of all that peter says i'm going fishing well peter had already denied that peter had already given up fishing to follow jesus but i think in uncertain times we all have a tendency to want to or to go back fishing or to go back to normal or to go back to what is familiar but um of course we know the rest of the story is uh, he didn't catch any fish when he went fishing so i think when we go backwards we're not productive then jesus showed back up and they had more fish than they could handle i really believe we're getting ready to come into some of the greatest days of harvest that the church has seen in our lifetime. And so I don't think we're going back to normal. I think that, I hate to say this, and you guys might edit this out, but I think the length of this shutdown, though we all hate it, and it has horrible ramifications on one side, the length of it is actually, I think, gonna help us in the long run. Because like when 9-11 happened, it happened in a day. It was tragic. Everybody went back to church for a weekend, and then we got back to our normal lives. But I think the longer this goes, the more, the more it grows roots and the more we're forced to deal with ourselves and make real-life changes. And, and so I just think, I think, I think you guys are seeing it. We're seeing an increase. Our church attendance online has more than doubled. Yeah. And our action and people giving has been pretty respectable. And so I just, I just feel like we're not going back to normal. We're even wrestling right now, which I'm sure you guys are. In fact, I'm going to call Pastor Craig and ask what you guys are doing, but but like, how do we get back to church? What's that going to look like? Yeah, I think it's going to look completely different. But yet, yeah, at the I do same too. time, the same. I think there's going to be some elements that are the same. Um, one of the things I, I, again, this is my opinion. I shared this on another podcast. Um, so opinions, I, I, I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'm used to being wrong. But you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I think when we start opening the churches back up again, we'll. It, it won't be this massive revival of thousands of people returning to the house of the Lord. I think there's still going to be a, a good cross-section of America that's got a little PTSD from this. Yep. And they're not going to be the first ones out of the gate. I think the the quick attendance we see will be a slow, it'll be lower and then a slow increase. But like you're saying, I completely agree with what you're saying. I think the depth of the the work that the Lord does in our souls during this time is going to be in direct proportion to the length of that new life and grace that flows in the months to come. So I think it's going to be a more long-term, sustainable revival and growth um, rather than a flash in the pan like the 9-11 yeah. tragedy, obviously tragedy. I mean, that's, you know. Yeah. Um, but I really feel like this is a time, because when you look at it, and this is a little bit of what I'm speaking on this Sunday, so I'll keep it definitely short but if you look at all the idols in the american lives that have been stripped away during this time um you know you've got sports you've got entertainment um restaurants bars clubs all these things that people have always uh, travel ball oh did i just say that oh i might burn in hell for saying that um 
all these extracurricular sports, they've all been shut down. So all these things that Americans have put have allowed to be first in their life are gone. And yeah. so now there's this grappling in our souls of what 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 do I hang my hat on? What what yeah. is a sure foundation? And hopefully, I believe people are realizing the only sure foundation is Jesus. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so, sir, that was that's my. Yeah. No. You can no, tune uh, in this Sunday. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I'm tuning in, man. I'm gonna tune in. Yeah. I mean, we we are. We're having to fill our time with anything else now, and it's you know we really can't go like you're talking about the parks and things that we're and hopefully that's opening up soon. I mean, you even said on the other podcast we recorded that you had a guy that listened to about 40-something messages online, you know? (laughs) So, I mean, I guess get as much Jesus as you can while you're at home. I mean, I guess that's a a great thing to do. Um, And, and Ken, what are you currently reading, listening to, binge-watching? What is keeping your attention right now as as you're shut in up there and, you know, we're shut in? It's Uh, Tiger King, isn't isn't it? Tiger King, are you on the Joe Exotic train? I was going to say Netflix is saving my mental (laughs) just... No, uh, actually, I'm burnt out on movies, too. Um, You know, honestly, this is going to sound a little bit crazy, but um, my routine has definitely changed. Uh, You know, usually my morning routine is quiet time with God. I hit the gym. I do a couple meetings, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, not going to the gym is really uh, bothering me because that's kind of my hobby. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm my routine, though, outside of meeting with people, you know, I'm still studying. My study habits are different, at least for sermon prep study habits, because things are changing so often i'm not writing things way ahead i'm writing them the week of kind of thing let Um, me ask you let me interject right there and then you can jump back on that story yeah Uh, this because i'm curious um are you writing differently and what i mean by that is are you taking into account that everything is online and attention spans are shorter and the click off rate is higher does, does that affect your writing and your thought process the first couple of weeks it did. I thought about that a lot. And then, um, and then I just went back to my normal style as far as length. I have considered though, even though we're a very non churched church, uh, I have considered I'm speaking to a whole new audience. In other words, I'm pastoring people right now that I may never meet. Yeah. And so I'm talking a little bit different, but I've kind of, you know, old habits are hard to break, I guess. But I'd, I'd like to think I'm doing it because I figured there are people that want, desperately want more communication. And my frustration is there isn't more communication. So I'm going to try to communicate is knowing that if somebody's heard 10 minutes and that's all they needed, they can walk away. You know, yeah. they can turn me out. And so I, I've just told my team, let's over communicate. You know, we're doing three live stream things this week. I said people can either tune in or tune out, you know. And so let's make it available to where they can turn us off, but let's not be a vacuum where they can't find a voice when they need it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you for answering that question. I'll go back to what you were saying. <laughs> You missed the gym. Uh, so I'm not. I'm not necessarily listening <laughs> to anybody particular. I'm just kind of surfing and finding out who's making sense and who's 
uh, having a pulse and who's on the leading cutting edge. And, and I think it's a little bit here and a little bit there and, 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 you know, cause you got to tailor it to your congregation, your community, your different, you know, personalities and all that kind of stuff. So I'm, yeah, listening to a ton of books, a lot of podcasts, um, sorting, sifting and selecting. Who's your favorite podcast right now? Um, I think I'd have to go with, um, hmm. I, I know who I want to say. I just want to make sure. South Point I, Podcast, I think, right? What's that? The South Point Podcast? Is that... The South Point Podcast. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll tell you who I've really been appreciative of because there's he covers more technical things like we've been trying to figure out how to measure analytics and mm-hmm. who's viewing and all that so for me carrie newhoff has just been very helpful oh yeah he's great he's great i yeah. listen to him and uh well I, I started out listening to him and i listen i still do listen to him but i've got <laughs> i'm kind of cheating because his podcasts are long and so i just go to his show notes and get the stuff there. Cliff note versions of a podcast. Craig doesn't like the long episodes. I'm not a I'm not a long podcast fan. Even though this is a long podcast for me. Well, we, and me we, and Carlos we, we keep it talk- to about an hour, and you're like, oh, that's too long. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm a little different on that. I'm a, I'm a little weird. I I if it's good, and of course everyone yep. has their own definition of yep. good. Um, I listen to podcasts and sermons when I'm working out, and usually that's like an hour, and so. Uh, um, so the length of one doesn't bother me as much. If I was just sitting trying to get through one, an hour would drive me bats. So you like, here's the problem. You, you like the longer podcast because you listen to when you work out. And so that's why you like the longer ones. Well, I only work out for about 30 seconds a day. And so <laughs> that's why I need short podcasts. I hear you, brother. I hear you. <laughs> I get it. You can tell by my physique, can't you? Uh, brother, it's it's all good. Just leaving it there. Thank you, thank you very much. You're you're still called Goldberg and all that around here. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a. Next old... time you see me, I'm not going to be. Oh if this man, shutdown goes much longer. Well, me being the the nerd over here, I'm I'm a big, huge res- pro wrestling fan forever. And so when before you, I even saw you when I came to South Point almost five years ago now. Uh, you were coming in, and a buddy of mine was like, "Dude, Bill Goldberg's coming to speak on Sunday." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And here you come walking up the stage. I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's him!" <laughs> oh. oh, I don't know, man, but I'll, I'll take the compliment. Yeah, that's that's so much fun, Ken. Thank you so much for joining us. I got a couple fun questions for you before we let you go, if you don't mind. Absolutely. All right, here we go. What are <clears throat> are these? Okay. Are, wait a minute. Are these speed questions? Yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna okay. do some fun stuff. Lightning round. Lightning round. Okay. If, uh, is the answer to all of them Jesus? Uh, well, n- probably uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go okay. On. Here we go. If your life was a movie, what songs would be on your soundtrack? What songs? Yes. What songs would be? Uh, how about the one by Louis Armstrong, What a Wonderful World? Uh, Ooh, isn't that wow. sweet? That's a good song choice, Ken. But I, my initial reaction was Bad Company, but I, I couldn't do that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and mine would be ACDC Highway to Hell, but I can't do that on the podcast either. 
So I'll do back in black. There you go, back in black. <laughs> I think I'll probably well, my just Corona. Like, I don't know. Oh, my, my corona. This is hey, too soon, Ken. Too, too soon. soon for Corona. Yeah, too soon. I think uh, I think I would just pick the Nacho Libre soundtrack for my life. I mean, I think it fits. Come on now. You know that'd be a good one. All right, I recant my ACDC. You recant your ACDC. Do yeah. you have a good one? Do you have one? Um. Actually, the the one from Nacho Libre. Uh, I am, I yeah, yeah. I, well, a real I am, religious man. Oh, yeah. I am a religious man. Yeah, that was a whole, that song's hilarious. I, I'll tell you a good soundtrack, but I'm an old vinyl collector. Is uh, remember the Titans? It has oh, all the good. Oh, yeah. that music. is a, such a good soundtrack. Some great Motown yeah, on that one. Great movie. Everything about that movie great is great. Motown. Carson, you got a soundtrack in mind over there? I do. So mine would actually be the uh, Nickelback Greatest Hits album. Oh my. Nickelback, <laughs> Nickelback, absolutely. I am a everybody huge. Wants to be a big rock star. Everybody, hey, and, and living big fancy, you know, houses, <laughs> driving fifteen sports cars, uh, you know. <laughs> um, what is the funniest way you have you have ever been injured? The funniest way? Oh my! Wow, this is going to be. Think... You can only pick one, Ken. You probably have a list on this one. Dude, I got a lot. I don't know if any of them were funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, I stuck my hand. I don't know if it's funny, but I was trying to impress a girl when I was 12. Oh, no, here's one. Uh, I was trying to impress a girl uh, in the neighborhood, and I was on the back of the go-kart. I let her drive my go-kart, and I showed her how I could bypass the governor. Oh. And so we were Booking down the road, and she turned really quick, and I went flying. Oh my gosh! Ripped my body to shreds because, of course, at an awesome twelve-year-old physique, I was shirtless. Of course, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was that that was a memorable one. Oh my goodness! I kind of laugh because the two stories you're about to tell both started with I was trying trying to impress a girl. (laughs) Oh, absolutely! That's what all injuries come from. Yeah. (laughs) My most embarrassing injury was all the way back to, I believe it was fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade, and there was a girl named Stephanie that I really liked like a lot, and on the playground, I asked her. I said, "Will you be my girlfriend?" You know, so this is like fifth grade, I think. And she said, sure. So, you know, just as glibly as that, just sure. And so I'm like, all right, it's on. So we're walking in, the bell rings, we're walking in, and I think, this is my moment, because we were in separate classes, I'm going to kiss her. I have to kiss her. And so, and the only thing I knew about kissing really was um, you you close your eyes and pucker your lips, right? And so... So I close my eyes. We're walking down the hallway of the school, and I close my eyes and pucker my lips and lean over to kiss her. Well, she didn't think that was cool. She moved, so I ran into the brick wall and cut my forehead open. (laughs) Ouch. Yeah. Ow. See, it all starts with a girl. Doesn't all male injuries start with a girl? Or here, hold my beer. One of the two. Watch this. Watch this. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Carson, you got something over there? Yeah. So when when I was in kindergarten, kindergarten, first grade, I got into trouble a lot, and so I was walking the playground, and on the playground that I went to when I was when I was a kid, they had the big like railroad tie kind of giant logs, and so I was walking around. And I thought it'd be fun if I'm going to walk around this, I'm going to make a game out of it. So I started like jumping and like doing like jumping jacks and stuff around it, and I tripped. 
and I fell into a nail on my oh. knee that went through the knee. Oh. And then, oh. now, the embarrassing part was I didn't realize it was that bad because I was wearing sweatpants. So I I got all the way into Dude, a nail sticking out of your knee. I got <laughs> I got into the classroom, and when the teacher was like, "Carson, what's wrong with your leg?" and my leg was kind of bleeding and, and kind of you know, I would think yes. Uh, I stood up and kind of just collapsed, and everyone laughed at me. Passed out. Oh, passed out from blood man. loss. Oh my so. gosh! I I don't have anything girl wise. I I remember. Uh, ninth grade, South Haven High School. We had to. We had football practice during sixth period, which made absolutely zero sense. So we had to like go down there, run to the field house, which was like, if you're, you know, anybody who out there listening to Old South Haven High School, like it's up here off of like by Rasco, but then the field house is way back there. Like it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a good little way. So we all had to like run down there, get dressed go out in the field and hope to practice for like 20 minutes because we had to get back in, change, and get back to class. So we're like all taking off running, and I just, you know, it's just nothing but a concrete street, and I like did a dirt roll, and I busted my knee so bad in front of everybody. You know, I that's probably the only one that I and had. And you get no sympathy no, in those No, they were like, oh, Tello just did a dirt roll, you know, and I, I played it off because I, I landed, I, you know, rolled and got back on my feet, kept running. And man, my knee was hurting so bad in that practice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, one more. Uh, we were talking right before this, and it gave me a good idea. Patrick Ken, uh, give me your, your favorite 80s movie, top three, if you want to. Oh, favorite 80s movie. Well, me and my buddy Kelly... We were, who goes to South Point, we were workout fanatics, uh, even as teenagers. And uh, we actually went to your building to watch Rocky Three. Come on. Oh, man. Yes. Come on. And Beautiful. I have to apologize because some of the gum you guys had to clean up was probably mine. <laughs> Ken Hubbard. <laughs> that so, was the one thing that made our precious ladies at the church cuss, was cleaning up all the gum <laughs> under the seats. So I have to go with Rocky Three. I'm gonna have to throw uh, Footloose in there, man. I was a Footloose fan. Really? Now that surprises me. Oh yeah, I was the whole. I just did not understand. Though I never danced, I couldn't understand why there was rules around so many things in church, and so I liked Footloose. Yeah, I still wonder why there's so many rules around things in church. <laughs> Me too, yeah. brother. Me yeah. too. I think Jesus still wonders why there's so many rules around Come things in church. Come on with it now, for sure. And my my third one was Jesus of Nazareth. No, I have no idea what my third one is. <laughs> I, I was like, holy cow, he's, he's pulling out that movie. Okay, wow. I was thinking more like Lethal Weapon or something Ooh, like that. but. Uh, <laughs> I like Lethal Weapon, Top yes. Gun, uh, and the uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I really liked that. I thought that was oh, a great Oh, yeah. Pick. Come on now. Yep. Yeah. Cult classic. Cult, Cult classic. classic. Carson, you got yeah. your three, your top Carson, three Carson, you weren't even born in the 80s. No, I was born in 1993. So, oh, yeah, man. no. But I do, uh, love, I do love the 80s, so I have three. The first one is The Breakfast Club. That's my number that's one, one favorite that's 80s good. movie. Oh, yeah. um, so, Breakfast Club. Lethal Weapon, uh, yes. because that was the first movie that I watched uh, as a as a kid. 
that was yeah, like and R-rated. Lethal Weapons were the the first movies in my that I remember where it was like action packed with humor. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The fact yeah. that oh, that yeah. that comedy even went into like when he did Maverick and they did all those little oh, cameos yeah, little cameo with yeah. between him and Donald Glover mm-hmm. were just awesome. And then my third one would uh, greatest Christmas movie of all time, Die Hard. Oh, Die Hard so, is a good one. I'm surprised you didn't say oh, Die Hard. Oh yeah. Basketball. Well, we got in trouble. Speaking of '80s movies. <laughs> We got in big trouble for going from the church, for going to see reprimanded from the pulpit. Oh for my! Going for going to see Back to the Future. Oh, that is a yeah, what? They use the Lord's name in vain, and uh, man, but you know, hey, yeah, we got in trouble for that one. So I'd put that one up there too. Wow! I so- just introduced my oldest daughter to that. She's nine. We watched Back to the Future the other night. Nice. She was on edge, you know, when the cord at the end, the clock tower gets un- un- unhooked. Yeah. And she was like, I looked over and she was like, balled up. Yeah, great, great Scott. Scott. <laughs> she was so into it. And then that just made my whole night because I, I can relive some of these old movies like all right. over again with my kids. Right. That's just so much yeah. fun. Yeah. Watching uh, movies yeah. was definitely a sinful thing growing up, wasn't it? Oh, man. man. First movie I ever saw in the movie theater, I was I was a little kid and it was Bambi. And my mom took me to the movie theater, and she wore a disguise. And she wore um, this big scarf on her head and sunglasses and had it all pulled up. And I remember as a little kid, we're walking in. I said, Mom, why are you wearing that? And she said, I don't want anybody to recognize me from the church. Oh, my gosh. And as a little kid, this is the wisdom that came out of my mouth. I said, well, Mom, if someone from the church sees you here, they're obviously here, too. Right. And she didn't have an answer for that. We just walked in and saw Bambi, and she wore the disguise out too. Wore a disguise to see Bambi. Is that the old? Is it like the old saying that the Baptists don't recognize each other in the liquor store? (laughs) Man, I I got one more movie story for you. Yeah, you're you're instigating it. So (laughs) my very first movie going experience was the old drive-in theaters. And I was just a kid. My mom took me and my sister uh, to see the Apple Dumpling Gang uh, in the drive-in movie. The Apple Dumpling Gang. And so the car is facing, watching the Apple Dumpling Gang with the old speaker hanging in the window, listening to the Apple Dumpling Gang movie. But out the back, we were in the back of the station wagon. Out the back window was another movie playing. <laughs> and I was watching Jaws oh, to the soundtrack nice. of the Apple Dumpling. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm That's not doing that. I heard the real soundtrack to Jaws. It was a whole new movie. <laughs> I'm so doing that now, Ken. Thank you for that suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the Wizard of Oz Pink Floyd album mashup you want. This is gonna be completely. That's a completely different experience, <laughs> right? Oh man, that's so much fun! Uh, thank you again, Pastor Ken, uh, for joining us today. Hopefully, it won't be too long until we see you here back at South Point in the new normal, as we've been talking about. And yeah. before you go, before we hang up, uh, real quick, do you have any kind of word of encouragement? For anyone listening out there, if they're up there in Washington or down here in Mississippi. Yeah, I would, uh, I, you know, the Bible talks about that uh, in due season and uh, don't get weary. Uh, I, that's what I would end with is don't get weary. Uh, we are going to get through this. It's hard right now, but when we get through this, I believe we'll be better 
on the other side. So just Amen. keep living one yeah. day at a time, and God is faithful. Amen. Amen. He is. Amen. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much. Hopefully we can talk to you again soon, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. It's been a privilege, as always, to be with anybody from South Point. Love you guys. Love you, Pastor Craig, and uh, appreciate the opportunity. Love you, buddy. All right, man. Thank you all for listening today. Hey, don't forget to give us that five-star rating and give us a great review. Tell all your friends. And while you're subscribing, subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, just help us get to that 1,000 subscribers. 1,000. We need 1,000. We, we a thousand. want 1,000. Thousand plus, bro. Carson, what does a thousand give us if we get to that number? Well, if you look behind door number, <laughs> well, now if, what is if, behind door number two? Behind door number two, you can also go mobile with our YouTube channel, so yeah. we can do anything from a phone. Uh, we also can get exclusive access to the first tier of YouTube's vlogging uh, ability, so we could be actually like a YouTube certified vlogger. Uh, we also get the opportunity to connect with you guys more, push out more content. Uh, that's centered to certain areas, and it just it lets us become more uh, relevant on all platforms. Relevant, what relevant. a good word! I know you use that's ubiquitous, story. and I didn't know that one, so I had to go with one that I did know. How about obstreperous? Do you know that? No, one? I don't. What in the world is that? Well, reading, not, reading, and vocabulary were not my strong hey, suits. Hey, if you're if you're shut down right now, if you're at home and you're trying to figure out something to do, pull out the dictionary, start looking up some of these words. And uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, we'll get you back next time. So thank you all for listening today, and enjoy the rest of your week. Bye. There it is.